Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. Let's do it how we always do a trip, you know what I'm saying? This is a collaborative uh, effort, the Sanchez Show, Real Fans, Real Talk. And then we, we combining Mr. Unpopular Opinion himself, Will Gordon, in this with the opinionated ones. So it's going to get real crazy. Um, let's start with some NFL talk. And as I mentioned in the rundown, as anybody in the group chat, I got it up right here on my phone. So any questions that come through, any comments, we're going to kind of go on the fly with some of the things they send in as well. But let's start with some NFL talk, fellas. Um, first and foremost, how, how's everybody doing today? Lovely as always, man. Me, I'm... Actually, that was a that was a game time decision. I don't know. I'm starting to get a cold or something, but you know that ain't that ain't gonna stop me from talking that shit. So, so you basically setting the stage that this is your flu game. <laughs> this might be, bro. I might be, I might be falling into Scotty's arms here in a minute. Oh no. Nah. <laughs> Trip, how you doing today, bro? Yeah, man. I I can't complain. I'm good, man. Can't complain at all. All right. That's what I like to hear. Um, let's get into some things, though, man. It's the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, normally, when Will and I get together, we do our 401k pick and our upset pick. But we so late into it, I don't even think it's appropriate to do those because every team is good at this point. So I don't think there's any major upsets. What, what game do you guys want to start with from this weekend, though? It don't even matter. I'm gonna let y'all drive, man. Like y'all, y'all the dudes with the shows. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here to throw some, to throw some ketchup on the thing. That throw a little flavor on it. So, I let game was drive. good too, man. Like there's, there's not. I don't think there's a bad game coming into this weekend. So we can start anywhere, really. Yeah. All right. Go? So let's let's start with the with the first game of the weekend. Bengals at Tennessee. Tennessee, the number one overall seed. They getting Derrick Henry back. They just got Julio back. Um, but we just watched Joe Burrow kind of announce himself as, as the next young gun of the league. Who do you guys like in this matchup and why? Trip, uh, we'll start with Trip on this one, too. Um, that's crazy. Cause I, I, even though we spoke about this on, on um, this week's show, but I still, I'm still kind of taking the Bengals just because I, I don't think uh, Derrick Henry is coming into this game 100%. I know he was cleared. Um, but I just I don't think he's coming at one hundred percent. And if he's not one hundred percent, then the Titans are not the th that force that that we've come to know. Um, because everything kind of goes through that running game, especially at this point in the season, they're gonna need that. And I just don't think it's enough. And you know I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know we spoke about this, Eric. If they go behind and there's nothing but offensive uh, weapons on Joe Burrow's side of the football, uh, we saw it with Jamar Chase, uh, Higgins, and, and, and those boys. So I'm still going. I'm still going with uh, with the Bengals on this one in the upset. I think I, I think I'm gonna go go ahead and agree with you on that one, Trip. Uh, when I because when I look at it, I was trying to say, all right, man for man, you know what I'm saying? All right, quarterback versus quarterback advantage Bengals. You know what I mean? If, if I need somebody to make a big play, I expect I expect it from Joe Burrow more than I do Ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. Um, I looked at coaching. And that, that, I think that's advantage Titans, to be honest with you. But then you just mentioned the name that is the main reason why I'm putting uh, Cincinnati over the top. That young boy, Jamar Chase, is not to be played with out here, man. Yeah. And until somebody shows me they can cover him, 
until somebody shows me they can cover them, then they're going to be an issue. So I, I'm going Cincinnati. Yeah, I guess we all in agreement. As, as Tripp mentioned, we kind of talked about it on the collaboration episode earlier in the week. Um, and to your point, Will, the, the Titans struggle uh, with giving up big passing plays. And that's that's Cincinnati's bread and butter, whether it's Chase, whether it's Higgins, whether it's Boyd, Azuma. They got a lot of weapons, man. I don't trust uh, Tannehill. I really don't trust that secondary. I think the Titans' best shot in this game, they got to get a pass rush. If they can kind of frustrate Joe Burrow and, and get some mistakes out of him, then maybe they take advantage. But I'm not trusting. I mean, Derrick Henry ain't, ain't played football in over two months. You just don't come on the field now and just dominate. Like, he, he's going to be Derrick Henry at moments, but you just don't come on the field and, like, oh, like, like you weren't just injured for the past two months. You know what I'm saying? And that means there's more in Ryan Tannehill. We also can't forget that Julio Jones is in and out the lineup. So I don't really think him and Tannehill got any rapport either. So I just don't like the matchup for Tennessee. They're they facing a team that's pretty hot. And we, we've seen Cincinnati come into these playoffs with some impressive performances. Just a couple weeks ago, they, they almost hung 40 points on the Chiefs. And so I don't think they're going to slow down in this one either. I like the Bengals, man. So let me ask y'all this. Um, do y'all think under 150 yards rushing for, um, for, for Derrick Henry? Is he st- is he definitely starting? Yeah, he should be starting. The report came out today that he is starting. Oh, okay. I've been at work all day. Okay. Damn. 150? No, I'm, I'm going to take the under on that. I think so. Yeah, you got to take the under, man. The Bengals, Bengals are top top 10 rush defense. So, I think they're going to stack the box. And um, they're going to force Tannehill to beat them. You know, if Tannehill could do it, then, then more power to him. But even the way the, ten- the Titans are built, even if they get a seven-point lead, ten-point lead, they're going to try to drain the clock. So Cincinnati's never going to be out of this game. I think Cincinnati hangs around even if Tennessee jumps out early on. Agreed. Facts. Uh, s- second game of the day, Green Bay, San Fran. Will, what are you looking at here? San Fran has had Green Bay's number a little bit. Green Bay did get a last-second win against them earlier this season, but a couple years ago, San Fran really dominated them, not only in a playoff game, but in their regular season game. What, what do you see in this one? Um, this one, I think, is one of the more intriguing matchups of the weekend. Even like though, like Tripp said, it's not a bad game all weekend. Um, but when you look at what, what you just said, San Francisco's history uh, uh, with playing uh, Green Bay, you know what I mean? Styles make fights, you know what I mean? And if, if San Francisco can establish that run, then it's Kevin Garnett out here all day, man. It's anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? Anything is possible. If, if if they can get, like, if you look at one of the last, what was it, the uh, NFC Championship back in 2019, then they put up, like, 240-some yards rushing on uh, Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? And that was, of course, the difference. If they can establish that run and get Debo in, Debo in space making plays, and if that defense can make enough plays to uh, try to subside, what Aaron Rodgers can do. They, I mean, I think anything is possible. But then when you do look at Aaron Rodgers, it's you almost get that feeling like um, this, despite all the controversy he's had with all the uh, COVID lies and stuff, it almost feels like this might be the year where he needs to get that. This is the year where he's going to get that, finally get that second Super Bowl, you know what I mean? And with the team that they have, they finally got a defense that's making a few plays for him. Um, the year he's had, I think he's going to be back-to-back uh, MVP. Mm-hmm. I think that team might be on a mission. Um, so 
I'm gonna think I'm gonna have to pick Green Bay, especially being at home. I think I gotta go Green Bay. Yeah, then we we, we start sure, off. Same thing, man. We start off with a lot of agreement. Um, I gotta go <laughs> with with Green Bay. Um, even though you know, and one of the things we spoke about, Eric, was the the the, the health of of the 49ers defense. But it's looking like both Sam Fred Warner both will be playing in this game. But even with that, uh, the Packers actually got got healthier too. Uh, going into you know having that that first week bye definitely was a bonus for them because they got a couple of key guys back that I think is going to put them over the top. And Ro- Rodgers, I do think is on a mission this year. Um, they did go through a lot this season, you know, just figuring out whether or not Aaron Rodgers was going to even be in the organization still playing this season. And then like you know you mentioned will the all of the COVID stuff and all of that, um, but. You know, back-to-back MVP seasons, I mean, that's what it's looking like anyway. Obviously, we don't have the announcements just yet, but it's looking like back-to-back MVP seasons for Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, just just the, the way things are shaping up, um, you know, and I and I just I trust, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers way more than uh, Jimmy G if it, if it comes down to it. You got to go, you know, with, with one of the greatest, you know, to, to do it with Aaron Rodgers if we're talking about the two quarterback positions. Um, I don't trust uh, Jimmy G if the if the Forty ers go down, and I just think Aaron Rodgers is not a guy that 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 turns over the football, you know, like that. So I got to go with with Green Bay at home. Yeah, we're all in agreement. I know there's a topic later on that we won't be all on agreement on. Um, I know that for a fact, but for right now, we all see it the same way, man. Um, Green Bay's getting healthy. They get Bakhtiari back. They get, uh, I believe, Billy Taylor, one of their other offensive linemen back. They get Jair Alexander back, who's their best cornerback. And for the Niners, man, aside from the health of their defense, because, yeah, Bosa and Warner are expected to play, but I don't know if they're going to be at 100%. You know, Bosa just cleared concussion protocol today, and and Warner, they said he's going to be a a go, but obviously once you're out there in that freezing temperature, we're going to have a better idea of how his body holds up. But um, I think the Niners, too, are, are kind of on an emotional high right now. Because, remember, two weeks ago they had to beat the Rams to get in and they had the dramatic comeback to get in. And then last week was an emotional win in Dallas because they had to hold on at the end of that game. At some point it catches up to you, especially when you consider this going to be their third straight road game as well. I think it catches up to them. And for the Packers, it got to be do or die for them, right? Because Aaron Rodgers, what, 1-4 in NFC uh, championship games. Mm-hmm. They, they've had the, the best record in the NFC two straight years now. Matt LaFleur, best record through his first three seasons. Like, it's all lining up where if it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen ever again for Aaron Rodgers. So I think they got to come out with a little bit of desperation, too, and make a statement early mm-hmm. um, and, and get this win. I think they will get this win. I think the Niners team is pretty good. But at some point, the injuries start to catch up to you, man. And I, I just think it's starting to catch up to them a little bit now, man. Um, let's get into the to the Sunday game. After we do the NFL joints too, we're gonna get in some NBA. Like I said, if anything comes through the group chat, shout out for the love of the game group chat. Anything comes through, we're gonna highlight it here. Don't be shy, fellas. If you're watching in the group chat and you want to join the conversation, chime right in, man. Don't don't let Will bully y'all. I know Will be bullying y'all <laughs> in the comment section, man. Dudes be scared to go against Will in the comment section. I peeped it. I didn't want to say nothing, Will, but I gotta throw it out there, man. Did you did you see it though? I've, I've been seeing, yeah, I've been seeing dudes, yeah, you know, they, they they be scared or, or they, they throw subliminals at you. There was a lot of, let, let's get a little off topics. There was a lot of subliminals thrown, um, and I know you saw it. Will had changed teams. He changed affiliations on the show. Um, 
He was a lifelong Washington football team fan, big time supporter of the team, though he's not a big time supporter. What do you, what, what's the characterization you gave of Daniel Snyder with the, with the hands, the little hands? Oh, oh, oh uh, Robert Jr. hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my man got the Whopper Jr. hands wrapped around the <laughs> franchise for life, man. So <laughs> he said the Whopper Jr. hands. Wait, so um, who, who's the new team? But they, they were... now I'm charges now. <laughs> you just... Yeah, I left. I went went to I went to the whole other coast. You switched coast all together. As far away as I, could. I left the conference and the coast. He left you the conference and the coast. And then, you know, he, he used a great analogy. He said, you know, you you, you mad at me because you stood behind on the plantation. Don't be mad at me because I found, <laughs> I found freedom and I left. Yeah, man. I, 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 break, I broke the chains, you know what I'm saying? Everybody else staying home, staying on the plantation. That's what it is. You got tired of them as, losing as, and you was like, I'm just out of here? You know what? The Sean Taylor, uh, after they disrespected Sean Taylor with the, that bogus uh, – Okay. Jersey retirement. They sprung up a week before, and yeah. and then the, the ceremony was less than three minutes long. That was that was my final straw. That was that was the that was the last. That was when I couldn't take it no more. Because as I said on the show before, that was the last thing we had as 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 Washington fans to hang on to as something to be proud of with Sean Taylor's legacy, and Rest they completely peace. took a dump on it. So once they did that, I knew I knew they didn't care. So why should I keep caring? Yeah. And, so, and I, I got I got a pile of there. I can respect that because Sean Taylor was actually one of my favorite players. I was every year in Madden, I made the trade to put him on my team. So I, I oh, definitely yeah. respect that. Yeah, so you know, it, it caused a little stir. Um, you know, there were some people that threw jabs at him, especially after the, you know, charges weren't able to get in. Um, so like I said, I noticed we'll be putting people in the headlock in the in the in the comment section of the group chat, man. So fellas, don't be scared to chime in. Um, let's yeah, get to the Sunday. Like people, I'm just what I'm saying. So people don't, this is your time to not misinterpret no tone and no text and nothing like that. You know, come on, come on, come on with it. And you can, you can hear, hear from the uh, horse's mouth. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Uh, let's get to the Sunday games. Cause the Sunday games, I think are very interesting. As we said, all the games are going to be good, but those Sunday games, there's a little more intrigue there. The early game on Sunday, Rams at Tampa. This is a game I'm really looking forward to. Uh, every game, God, like every every game you say, I'm like, woo. <laughs> every, every game gets better and better. Yeah. Every game gets better and better. Uh, Trip, we're gonna start with you on this one. Tom Brady, the defending champs at home against the star-studded Ram team. That to me, kind of, they they got a little bit of an attitude with them. Their, their defense got a little bit of an attitude with them. What are you looking for in this game? Well, first of all, you know, let me let me just say this. Um, it, it is hard for me to ever go against my main man, Tom Too Cool, in any situation. Um, he is the GOAT. He, he, he will be the GOAT for, for a long time coming. However, in this situation, I have to go with the Rams. Um, they are the hotter team. I think they're the healthier team right now going into this thing. They have the they got the edge over over Tampa Tampa Bay already, and when you look at all of the all of the key injuries that that uh, the, the Buccaneers are, are facing right now, as far as you know, Tom Brady loves to go to Antonio Brown. As controversy as he is, that's his guy. He he's not going to be there. Chris Godwin is out with injury. Leonard Fournette, who was has been a beast for those guys, 
um, th- this entire season. He's not going to be there. Um, and and they got they got some health issues on 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 that offensive uh, line. Tristan Wirfs is uh, is is still a, a game time decision. And even if he does play, you know, he's probably not going to be a hundred percent. You know, he's good enough to where if he give you eighty percent, that's still good. But when you got on the other side of the football, the best player, best defensive player in football, uh, maybe for the last four seasons with Aaron Donald, and then oh, you know, we we, we throw in the, the the future Hall of Famer Von Miller in there, and and then in that secondary you got Jalen Ramsey. You know, I gotta go. I gotta go with the Rams. Offense is playing well. Odell, as much as people wanted to wanted to, wanted to you know get at Odell earlier this season, you know, with the whole Brown situation, he's. Turn things around for himself, and he's actually been a key contributor for the Rams and what they've been able to do uh, late in the season. So I got to go with the Rams. I I think Matthew Stafford gets it done with uh, minimal turnovers, and the defense just does what they what they do. Well, well, before you go, shout out to James Roundtree. I see you in the in the, in the group chat. He's chiming in. He's checking us out. Um, before you give me my prediction, because you know. And just uh, mention the Browns. Remind us again how you feel about the Cleveland Browns. Lose forever. Lose forever. Uh, who, who you? I know. I know Baker Mayfield is one of your, your favorite quarterbacks. How you feel as he's coming back off the shoulder injury right now? That dude Baker, bro. I, that's was. That's why I give them the mantra for lose forever because they actually act like they believe in this dude. You know what I'm saying? They. They already picked him over uh, Odell, and we see we see how that worked out. You know what I'm saying? Remember, remember it was like the first game after Odell left. Baker had a decent game. Mm-hmm. Browns fans was key can like a mug, man. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, Baker turned back into who he really is, and Odell mm-hmm. went to the Rams and had more touchdowns with the Rams than every Browns receiver combined. In the same time span, so it's like you know, what I'm saying lose forever, baby. And, uh, and where they at? Where they at right now? I'm, you know what I'm saying. I'm just where a little bit. Yeah, Odell well, was the number one rated uh, receiver last week. Um, at all the playoff games too. This is crazy. Really? It's, yeah, yeah. I, I know what it is when, too. when you look. I'm gonna tell you right now that? what it what it is. The reason why. You know the people just won't turn on on on, on Baker, is because he's such a good actor in them damn commercials. You got you got to love him. He does do. so he does so well in the commercials. He got to be good. <laughs> I was about to say, it's disappointing that in the first round of the playoffs with the Browns actually at home, we didn't get that at home with Baker Mayfield. Right? Yeah. I didn't see the commercial last week. Right. Because he's at home. He's at home. <laughs> <laughs> we might be shooting some he's more. Is, at home. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He might be shooting some new ones right now. They're getting ready for next season. You know, he, yeah, you're right. He, you're does, right. he does more commercials Watch. than he gets wins. I better so. not see what's going to the Super Bowl. I better not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Will, give, give me your thoughts, man. Uh, Rams going into Tampa Bay. Um, Trip pretty much hit a, hit a lot of the points that I was think, uh, thinking of, man. Well, Brady, he always finds a way. It seems like you know what I mean. But man, when you when you see the the injuries just, that they're facing and the defense that's on the other side of that football, I think it might be a little bit too much for him. That line, um, and that pass rush can get him off his spots. 
and we all know if you can if you can get in his face and get him off of his spot, that's when yeah, that's when it's advantage defense uh, against Brady. And then if then if he if he's make, makes a throw on the move that's not quite right, you do have DBs like Jalen Ramsey back there that can make plays on the football and and can possibly even take it uh, to the house on you. Um, we already know guys like Vaughn can do that too. Um, and with they got a lot to prove. They got a lot more to prove than the Bucks do. You know what I mean? Um, Sean McVay has a lot to prove. Uh, Matthew Stafford has a lot to prove. So that's pressure, but I think it's pressure that they they they, they can handle. So I think I think we see. I think this might be the the uh, farthest margin of victory game of the entire weekend. Actually, I, I'm I'm saying uh, Rams Rams here. And look, they, so you like you like the Rams comfortably in this one. I'm not saying blowout fashion, but I could see it. I could see this game being 10, 11 points with all the one every other game this weekend. I could see being like within three to five. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I, 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 yeah. I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that as well because if um, you know, I, and granted, the Buccaneers look really well. The offense looked really well last week against the Eagles. This ain't the Eagles' defense though. Not by far, not by far. So you we might be looking at a situation where, you know that 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 point total get get chopped down by like two thirds of what they was able to to put up against the Eagles, who don't have anywhere near that front four, anywhere near. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's hard. And like you said, you said, well, if you can't get to Tom Brady and make him move a little bit, if you can't even. He's gonna d- destroy you. He's gonna eat you alive. They got a lot of guys that are are, are, are strong and fast, both in that in, in in that front four and in the linebacker core that can that can shake things up and get to you. And if that line is not a hundred percent, and they got a couple of uh, Pro Bowlers on on that offensive line, but if that line is a hundred percent, Aaron Donald is going to eat them alive. And if he doesn't, because you you got to triple team him. Guess who's freed up to come right, right through the to, through the middle, and that's Vaughn Miller. So, I'm sorry, 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 Brady. You still my guy. You still gonna be the goat forever. But I gotta, you know, I gotta pick against you on this one. Yeah, I, I, I like the Rams too, but it's it's really about Matthew Stafford. I think if Stafford has more than one turnover in his game, then it opens up the opportunity for Tampa to steal it. Because I think just looking at them lined up right now, Will, you talked about it earlier in the first matchup, player for player. A lot of the advantages on the Rams side, um, you know, the banged up offensive line, the fact that Brady's missing a couple weapons, no playoff Lenny, the fact that the the um, Buccaneers secondary has been banged up most of the season, you know, and they just starting to get their defense healthy as well. There's an opportunity for the Rams to come out early, establish themselves and just take control of the game. And if you look at the way they played the Buccaneers early in the season and even last year, they physically dominated the Buccaneers in their last two matchups. So unless Stafford comes out here and has a game similar to the Titans game where he threw them back-to-back pick sixes, you know, or the Niners game where they have 17 none and then he start throwing the ball all, all over the place, as long as they can avoid that, avoid that, I think the Rams should be good. And they get a healthy Cam Akers now. Odell is looking like Odell. I mean, last week, Cooper Cup didn't even put up his typical numbers, and they still won easily. Yeah. So I think – Shout out to Cooper Cup, by the way. Right, we got a shot. Cooper 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 what a that boy ball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think crown, the Rams right? are trending in the right direction. Say that again. I say you got the triple crown. 
uh, receptions, yeah. yards, yeah. and uh, and touchdowns. That hasn't been done for yes, a little sir. while. Yeah. Yes, sir. He got it easily too. I don't think I don't think any of the, any of them categories were, were close. He had it. He had it pretty much already going into week eighteen. Yeah. But um, it's all about Matthew Stafford. This is why the Rams brought you in. The Rams were in the second round of the playoffs last year. You know what I'm saying? But they knew that they couldn't go any further with Jared Goff. So they back to where they were at last year. This is not about McVay. This is not about that defense. This is not about those weapons. Stafford has to protect the ball. If he doesn't turn the ball over more than one time, I'm giving him one. Yeah. Once you get above one, then you you bring it close because Brady's going to make you pay for any mistakes you make, especially if you give him a short field. It's on Stafford to protect the ball. I like the Rams. Um, Trip, you highlighted it that not only is Tristan Wirfs out, uh, I think Ryan Jensen might be out as well. So they might be down two offensive linemen in this game going up against not only Aaron Donald and Von Miller, but I really like Leonard Floyd as well. I got uh, I, I got the Rams, and I, I think I kind of agree with Will too. I think this might be like a 10-point win where it's not a blowout, but it's kind of comfortable in those last five minutes of the game. Yeah. I like the Rams in this one, man. I think Yeah, I think they show that they're clearly the better team. Not by blowout. But you'll see right. by the end of the game that they are better than the Bucks right now, especially with all of those guys being out. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see a a different level of physicality. And also, and I love one thing that, not to cut you off, one thing to think about too is you hope this isn't the case. But Todd Bowles had a few interviews this week. You know what I'm saying? So you hope that the focus is still there, but we do know his his mind has been elsewhere at certain times through the week, so it'll be interesting to see if the defense um, makes the adjustments they've been making all season because that's one of, the, one of the better things in Todd Bowles' repertoire is being able to counterpunch. Um, but it'll be interesting to take a look at that because he has been a little busy this week. That's a, that's a great point, Will, because you reminded me of something I heard earlier this week where – so Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback when facing a blitz. This season, he's, his, his QBR has been the best. And the first time they played Tampa, blitzed them a lot. We saw Todd Bowles make the adjustment last year in the Super Bowl against Kansas City where in the regular season game, Tampa blitzed Mahomes a lot. And in the, in the Super Bowl, they just said, we're going front four and sitting back in coverage. So that's a great point you're making because Bowles, if he's been focused this week, he probably has made a similar adjustment going into this game and said, look, we're going to make Stafford throw in the coverage a lot more as opposed to giving him one-on-one matchups on the outside. So it's, it's definitely something to pay attention to. Let me throw you guys a curveball, though, before we get into the Bills-KC um, game. We're talking about head coaches. It's a lot of vacancies out there. Trip, your Giants just hired a, a new GM. He was the assistant GM with Buffalo. It looks like, from what I'm hearing, the head coaching job in New York is going to go either to Brian Dabo, who's the offensive coordinator of Buffalo, or Leslie Frazier, who's the defensive coordinator. Um, from what I heard, that. The, the assistant GM wants to bring one of the coordinators over to be the head coach. Do you have a preference with either one of those guys? Because I know we spoke earlier this week about Brian Flores. I don't know if he's going to be the leading candidate now. Do you have a preference with either the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator from Buffalo? <clears throat> my, my preference is Brian Flores. I just want to state that right now. I don't care about the guys from Buffalo. Respectfully, I'm saying that. But my <laughs> preference is Brian Flores, and I'm going to put that out there right now. Don't bring me the one of them cats in the, to coach this team because I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to pull a wheel move if y'all bring one of them cats over here to, 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 to coach this team, and it ain't Brian Flores. I'm just putting that out there right oh, now. Hold on, hold on. Trip. Trip, you already got – you you already got your side chick team. The Giants is your main chick team. The Ravens are your side chick team. 
So now you're trying to add another side chick team if the Giants don't don't if bring it to coach you want. Thing. If they because they haven't been they haven't been pleasing me lately. Okay, the way I, what I expect <laughs> from the Giants, it hasn't been getting done. So I'm telling you right now, if you pass up on Brian Flores, which could also lead to Deshaun Watson coming to New York, I'm I'm that's it. I'm, I'm taking the season off. I'm suspending I myself and I'm suspending the team for a whole season. That, that's just what I was about to say. Y'all probably talked about it on the show already, but that's man, that's an attractive uh, possibility to get Flores and Deshaun because it's sounding like if you believe what what people say, it sounds like that's they trying to work that out wherever they go. You know yeah. what I mean? But man, if you a Giants fan, that would. I don't. I don't blame you. Yo. That's that's exactly what I would want. Is Florida? Was like, he from Brooklyn? I I didn't even realize he was from Brooklyn. I, he, like he's from Brooklyn. Like oh, it's really? like yeah. Like bring that man home to, to New York. <laughs> give him the, the opportunity to coach the Giants and bring them back to 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 what we have come to know and love of the New York Football Giants. I think he is the guy that can do it. You know, he doesn't get enough credit for what he did in Miami because they didn't make it to the playoffs. But he turned that team around, um, and I think the culture change. Yeah, and I think he would do the same thing for 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 the Giants, and then him just, you know, being from New York, you 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 know it's it's, it's different. So, so for somebody to come in with the mindset of already being a New Yorker, being from here, I think he can come in here and really turn things around. Uh, you know, for the Giants, but you know, I'm I'm just hoping I'm hoping they do the right thing, and I hope. Uh, Brian Flores wows them enough because he's still going to be called in for an interview. I know the new GM, obviously, he's a Buffalo guy. He wants to bring his guys in with, with them. But sometimes you got to, you know, look at the best possible candidate as opposed to saying, all right, well, this was my guy and we did it here. Because at the end of the day, I mean, y'all ain't really, you know, you haven't won anything in Buffalo just yet either. You know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, this guy has got some crazy resume where it's like, all right, yeah, we definitely got to take one of these two guys over Brian Flores. No. So, you know what I mean? Let's let's get let's get Brian Flores, man. We could we could seriously with every, with everything you just said, take out Brian Flores' name and insert Byron Leftwich's name, and that's exactly what I was saying before Washington High Ron Rivera. Yeah. Leftwich is a guy I best and uh, Eric and Vouch, I've been preaching Leftwich to get a shot as a head coach for years. People tell me he's not ready. He needs more experience. We don't say that about these young wonder kid white coaches to get they get jobs early. But you know, but Byron needed, but Byron needed experience. You know, blah blah blah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. He's a dude like you said with uh, Flores from Brooklyn. Leftwich from DC. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and at the time, sense. at the time, they had already drafted a. Uh, What's the kid? Haskins. Okay. So I'm like, all right, if you, you got a – who better to bring in than a quarterback that's from the area to play quarterback at a high level to try to get through to that kid? You know what I'm saying? And now they didn't do that. What they do, go get Ron Rivera, who all he did was bring Carolina with him. It's, it's Carolina North in, in D.C. now. Just like mm-hmm. you saying in Buffalo, they ain't really done nothing. Yeah. Uh, Ron Rivera – Ron Rivera never got Ron Rivera's five hundred on his career. He never he's never had a back to back winning season. So you got to the Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? But Cam Newton's playing MVP football. But what have you really done to where you bringing up the GM, you bringing up all these players, 
what were you really doing in Carolina that was that makes it so sweet that you got to bring it up to Washington? So I, I mean, it's, you, we are. I know exactly how you feel with with if this new GM brings in Buffalo guys that you know just because he knows them. That's that's not a recipe for success. I think, like you said, you got to bring in the best candidate, not guys that you're comfortable with. Because sometimes, you know, because football, that's the business side of it. And a lot of business is uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? A lot of successful business is uncomfortable. So do you do you want do you want to have do you want to play golf with your boys? You know what I'm saying? When, when you're done at, at the office or do you want to put the best product on the field? I know exactly how you feel, bro. Yeah, I agree with you guys. And, and Will, you're absolutely right, man. I got to give you credit on that because I joined a group chat, I want to say, maybe like five years ago. You have always campaigned for Byron Leftwich, even before he was the, the hot commodity or the hot name, you know, as far as assistance. And I don't think Leftwich gets enough credit because he had a solid NFL career as well. So we're not talking about somebody who never played the game. He played the game at a high level, then transitioned into being a very good offensive coordinator. Uh, Tom Brady's already on the record as saying that, the game plan week to week is, is Leftwich. He's the one who's coming up with the game plan. So he's not just a, a figurehead who's holding the, the play sheet. He's actually coming up with the game plan and then calling plays. So Leftwich does deserve enough of more credit. In terms let's of not, forward, let's not forget the Jordan Marshall when he his leg was basically broke. It had the lineman yep. had the lineman carrying him down the field on on that man. Come on, bro. You you know what I'm talking about, Trip. You remember that? So, and it, go ahead, go ahead, Eric, go ahead. No, no, no. That was yeah. That was the yeah. The game at Marshall, uh, he broke his leg on a final series and actually played through it. He didn't know it was broken until afterwards. But in terms of Flores, this is why I like Flores more for the Giants than Dayball, any one of them other guys. New York City's a tough city to coach in, no matter what sport it is: baseball, football, basketball. You gotta have thick skin to handle New York. You, to me, a first-time head coach can't come to the Giants unless he has a, a, a real presence in that locker room. You look at the history of the Giants, the only head coach that was a first-time head coach that had success there was Bill Parcells. Everybody else that they brought in that's been a first-time head coach, they out within a few years. You know, even Coughlin, who had head coaching experience, it had trouble dealing with the New York media and figuring things out before ultimately they won a Super Bowl. So to bring a guy like Brian Dayball in just because, oh, he calls plays in Buffalo and he helped develop Josh Allen, well, Josh Allen may be a one-of-one. That doesn't speak to who Brian Dayball is as an offensive coordinator. Josh Allen just may be that special talent that's making up for all the mistakes. And let's not also pretend like Brian Dayball's offense has been putting up numbers for years. This is an offense that just got good last year. This isn't something that he's been doing. He doesn't have a track record. We're not talking like Eric Bieniemy, who in Kansas City has been the architect of that offense for years now yeah. and been putting up numbers. Brian Dayball and the Bills just became a, a juggernaut offensively last season. And guess what happened last season? They had no wide receivers. They had no oh, and they went in and brought Stephon Dixon. So, yeah, you know, when you right. got when you got that elite-level talent, that can, you know, make up for what you don't have. Now, the Giants, the Giants definitely right. have some pieces, but if it's not the same personnel – that you had in, in Buffalo, there's no guarantees that you can produce that same level of offense. And, you know, if if the, the quarterback situation stays as is, there's a far stretch between uh, Daniel Jones and and, and, uh, and Josh Allen. So you're already coming wait, wait, so, in. So 
So you're telling me Danny, you're telling me Danny Dimes isn't as good as Josh Allen? <laughs> come on, come on, don't make me do this, Eric. Don't make me, I said it once. Don't let me say this again. Oh, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> say it again. No, no, I'm double checking. Shout out to the group chat. Shout out to the group chat. Will you know uh, Alex Hanna? I believe he he is a diehard Daniel Jones fan. He thinks Daniel Jones is just not being utilized the right way. I, I've I've gone back and forth <laughs> in the past. Like I don't know what Daniel Jones you've been watching. He, he saw that the ninety yard run. Daniel Jones he saw the ninety yard run where he tripped that time and couldn't make it in the end zone. He saw that one and said, "This oh. guy <laughs> is the future of quarterbacking." <laughs> I was just talking about that play at work today because uh, we was watching a, a, a highlight package on YouTube. It was the top 10 plays of every team from last year. And that made the <laughs> I mean, it was a good run. He just didn't finish the job. He didn't, he, he didn't finish the job like he was supposed to, but it was still a good run, though. Right. But he, I didn't know that dude was that fast to that play, man. And then, yeah, he just. Yeah, he, he just, a, true, a true white dude in a scary movie fashion. <laughs> <laughs> he tripped over nothing. He tripped over nothing. <laughs> why would we? Why would he? Why would we get in the running car? Let's hide behind the chainsaws. Let's let's get back to it though. Um, we talked a lot about Buffalo. It is the last game of the weekend. It's the game everyone's paying attention to. It is it is becoming a rivalry in the AFC. Uh, the Bills going to Kansas City for a rematch of last year's AFC championship game. And personally, to me, I do think the winner of this game is going to the Super Bowl and represent the AFC. Will, I want to start with you. What do you expect to see in this game? Who do you have winning it? I'm going with the Chiefs because I think right now, you're seeing like the see the way the season started out. I mean, it was it was talk about uh, have they lost it and has the league caught up with them? And but then as the season went on, you started to see more and more continuity with the offense, and you started seeing more plays being made on the on uh, by the defense. And now it's like, all right, Mahomes isn't out here like blowing people's doors off. And excuse me, uh, Hill Tyreek Hill doesn't like you know what I'm saying putting up 250 every week, but they still are able to do enough with um, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. They could do enough offensively to where they've got the defense's head spinning all day. Now on the defensive side, uh, when you look at, when you look at the bills, I feel like their defense kind of went the opposite of what the chiefs offense did. Like they started out the season killing people on the defensive side of the ball. And then you had White go down at a corner. And it's, it's like the defense changed completely once he went down. So then you got when you go when you're looking at the Chiefs offense against that, I'm not worried about the Bills def, uh offense. Josh Allen can make plays and and uh Diggs can get you know you, you gotta keep him in front of you. But I just think Kansas City is playing too well right now. Like Buffalo is playing them at the worst time possible, and I just I don't I don't see them being able to to make make the big plays when they need to. I know I think it's going to be a close game. Don't get me wrong, but I I think I see I think I see this one being like a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? But I I give it I give it to Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes being able to make plays. The Bills, I mean, they on their way. You know, they've been making strides, but I think this is a situation where 
the Chiefs are going to kind of tell him, you know, you got you, you got a little brother coming at you, you know what I mean? But you still a little brother, so go ahead, have a seat for a minute. You ain't ready yet. You ain't ready yet. But but you coming. So I like the Chiefs. Yo. <laughs> Would you like Trent? You preaching to the choir, brother. Um, And, I, and I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> the Chiefs will be back in the Super Bowl because they are healthy. I'm going to tell you three names uh, right now. Orlando Brown Jr., Joe Thune and Creed Humphrey, uh, who's my guy. That's my guy from Madden. I had him. I drafted him like two two Maddens ago. You know, you know how they bring up the new cats when they update the roster. So I've been following this kid for about two years. I put, I've been drafting him to my squad. When I seen he got, he got picked up by the Chiefs. I said, I, I got to keep an eye on this kid, and he's playing at a level um, where he's playing as one of the top. Not even just the top rookie centers in football, but one of the top centers in football right now. This is, you know, the the line is a lot younger than it was last year. We know they they hit a couple of key injuries to that offensive line last season heading into the Super Bowl, but they were a lot older. They are a lot younger now. They're healthy right now going into this thing. Uh, they had they had their little rocks in the boat, uh, you know, early in the season towards the middle of the season. But they have been on a tear, you know, up until the uh, that that Bengals game. The Bing, I think the Bengals caught caught them a little off guard. But outside of that, they've been the, the, probably the hot, hottest team in football the second half of the season. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, we 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 starting to look at. at all right, he's he's back to that to that Patrick Mahomes that we've known, MVP, Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes. I think they get back to the Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be in large part to that offensive line uh, staying healthy. And guys coming back on the defensive end, um, Chris Jones. I think he's he's really you know helped helped out a lot, especially with the with uh, securing up that that run defense. So, and I honestly, I don't. I think I think this might actually be the game where I think this, this could possibly be a two touchdown uh, win game. I just think that that offense right now, you know, is so potent. I don't think the Bills defense can do anything, you know, with them. This ain't this this ain't this ain't New England. And you know I love my 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 guy Mac Jones roll tide, um, but New England ain't ain't got the, the the big three of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. I don't I don't know if there's a big three combination that's even close to that you know in in football you know right now. So I gotta go I gotta go with the Chiefs, and I think they they dominate the the Bills. All right, this is I'm pretty sure this is gonna be the last time we agree on something tonight. But I like Kansas City as well. Um you said two touchdowns trip? Yeah. I, I think it'll be a little closer than that, but I, I like Kansas City a lot. I think they're hot. I think they figured out their issues with their defense. I was super critical of their defense early in the season, but a lot of that had to do with Chris Jones getting healthy. Now that he's healthy, they've been rolling, they look a lot better. Uh Jared McKinnon has been a pleasant surprise for them because we wondered how they were going to be able to run the ball. And last week, they looked a little more physical being able to run the ball. And to Tripp's point, the offensive line is healthy, man. I know Pittsburgh wasn't really much of a match for them, but we can't overlook the fact that Pittsburgh got two Pro Bowl caliber players on their line, and they can't get the, to Patrick Mahomes last week. You know, Haywood and and Watt, the best they could do was, was try to knock down balls at the line because they can't get to him. So I like Kansas City in this one as well. I also think Buffalo's a little overhyped from last week. I think people are kind of jumping on that bandwagon based what they did off uh, against New England last week. But as Tripp said, this ain't the same monster, man. You, you're facing a team that you know can roll out of bed and put up 30 on you. 
you know, with the Patriots, once they went up 14 nothing, I think we all kind of knew when they went up 14 nothing, we all kind of knew like, ah, this going to be, this going to be tough because the Patriots aren't built to come back from this type of deficit. The Chiefs go down 14. It's, it's just another day at the office for them. They, they going to get that 14 right back. So I think it's, it's a tall task for Buffalo and, and Will, you said it, little brother, they not quite ready, man. They good. Josh Allen's good. Uh, shout out to, to Vernon Brownlee, who's also in a group chat, because he tried to convince me last year that he felt Josh Allen was just as good as Patrick Mahomes. He's not. Vernon he ain't in here now, is he? No, he's not. I'm waiting for him to join in here. You got to put him on two-week suspension from the group for saying that. I had him on the show uh, last year, right before the play. And, and this is... You did. That's right. That was that show was hilarious. He made two two outlandish. He made two outlandish comments that will 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 call them out on. First, he tried to say that Washington was going to beat Tampa in that first round game, and then he said, "When I asked him for the the football team, the the what are they now? They the commanders commanders now." They what? They the commanders now, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know what they're going to be, man. the 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 insignificant. That's what they should be. That's what they <laughs> we, we try to tell you. We try to give you his bold prediction was that they were going to beat Tampa. I was like, I I don't know about that one. And then he said that Josh Allen's going to prove that he better than Patrick Mahomes. And then Buffalo went to Kansas City and they got beat by like twenty points in the AFC Championship game. So I, I don't. I still don't think Josh Allen is good as Patrick Mahomes. Um, unless he. Uh, Maybe he met he made maybe he met Patrick Mahomes' little brother. He better than his little brother. Oh, he's probably yeah, that's probably he better than Patrick Mahomes. About the kid that be dancing on the sidelines. That's probably what he met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You man, you man, the TikTok star. Yeah. But um, oh. yeah, I got Kansas City. I think it'll be a close game. I, I see Kansas City winning by. I, I got him by six. I'm gonna say 27-21, something in that range right there. 27-21? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. 27-21. Let's, um, let's get into a little NBA talk, man. We, we all in agreement to wrap up NFL. We got the Chiefs hosting the Bengals, and we got the Packers hosting the Rams. We're going to see how we do this week on our picks. Um, some NBA talk. Will, I see yeah, you yeah, we, we all agreed on all them games? Yeah, we agreed on all yeah. four games, man. So we know it ain't going to happen like that, man. Yeah, either, either we're going to look like <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repick. You know nah, what I'm nah, I'm putting I'm putting put, the ticket in. Picks, nah, we could bet in New York now. I'm putting the ticket in. Nah, nah. I'm, I'm putting yeah, I'm putting a parlay. I'm gonna do the opposite of everything we picked. Just put it in a little full game parlay. What? Put ten on it. Like, if you don't see me next time, you know what I'm saying. You know I hit. I'm you telling know you now, they say great minds think alike. Palm trees next if, time. If we all picked it, great minds think alike. If we all pick that, that's how it's gonna play. Yeah. I'm telling you, put put ten dollars on that. Might as well though. You're right. Might yeah, well. I mean, but like like Will said, if, if next time we get together for the opinionated one, and I hit a I hit a water crashing in the background, like yo, yeah. where you at? like yo, remember that number of tickets we can talk about putting in? So yeah. I'm gonna know then. Um, we're gonna get into some NBA talk. Will I see you got your Wizards gear? So we're gonna start right there first and foremost. Now, yeah. today t- I'm, I'm I'm giving you a lot of praise today, Will, because. The first time we ever did an episode, I was singing the praises of Bradley Bill, and you calmed me down right away. You was like, listen, don't let it fool you. I know you're not from this area. You you probably only see him a couple times a year. 
he's not as good as everybody think. And since you told me that, he actually has come down a few notches. Now he's saying he's not going to resign with you guys, which is surprising because this is the first time that you guys have really put a good competitive team around him in about three years. What's going on with Bradley Bill, man? We should have been traded this dude, man. And I was willing to, I was willing to hold on to him just to see how stuff played out. But the last few weeks, it's been, I think it's been just more, more clear that it's, it's time to move on from him. Um, and then saying he's not gonna, I mean, we, you gotta move on from him. And I don't need, I don't need a blockbuster deal. I just need something back in exchange of value. You know what I mean? I don't, you I take don't Westbrook. Need, I'm not going to <laughs> get Westbrook back. Take him back? <laughs> yeah, get Westbrook. See, that's, now, that's wild. Ooh, that's well, situation. Well, before you wild. answer that, Will, because I got to inform you of some information. Before okay. you answer that, the reason that Tripp was so quick to throw that name out there is because Tripp is on a short-term lease with the Lakers right now due to his fandom with LeBron. Yeah. So he's trying to get LeBron as much talent as possible over there. Yep. That's why you notice that was the first thing that came. He's like, take, we got Russ, Russ available. You can take I Russ. Mean, the contracts match up, I think, right? LeBron, <laughs> LeBron, the worst GM in basketball, man. Trip, 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 this is big. He got make. He got sleep in this well, bed. He hold made. on, you can't right. say LeBron trip is the worst GM though. Because think about it. Look at all of these GMs that make a bunch of moves, or they don't make a bunch of moves. How many championships are they actually winning? LeBron then won more championships than than probably seventy five percent of the GMs out right now. So you can't even really say that. You got to say LeBron is actually a top GM. What? Oh I'm my taking, god! Think about it, LeBron. Oh, LeBron. Oh, 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 think about it. Look at how, how many. How many? <laughs> look. All right, think about Whoa. it, right? Everybody says, all right, LeBron put the, put the team together in Miami. They got two rings. He put the team together in Cleveland. They got a ring. He put the team together in L.A. He got four rings. How many GMs over the, let's say, what was that? They, he went to Miami, was that 2005? Was, was, was it 05? What year did they go to Miami? Um, 2010. 2010. Okay, so. 2010. And 2010. From 2010 to now, what GM got more than four rings? <laughs> All right, that rest my case. LeBron got to be in the one That's of the top teams in basketball. <laughs> so, all right, so like, let's 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 live in this fantasy world real quick and say that LeBron is his four four time <laughs> uh, championship winning GM. News. So you telling me right now that he ain't he ain't, he something ain't right? Like he ain't lost his fastball because this team constructed in LA is completely garbage. And when when it got put together, I don't think Eric knew it. I knew it. Was it these? You put it's, it's pieces that just don't fit. You just just because you like to drink wine with dudes and your wives get along and all that, don't mean you need to be on the basketball court together. You know what I'm saying? And that's you what's gotta going wait on and right see now. See how this how this thing plans. All right. So it is my thing, right? The Lakers haven't been healthy together at all this season. So when you when you brought in a guy, Who has? Like, what I'm talking about as far as like the the, the major pieces, because remember LeBron missed a lot of time earlier this season. Anthony Davis has been out, right? So as far as the big three, we already know wh what caliber, what type of player that you're getting with Westbrook. So it's gonna take that 
on the court chemistry to actually figure out who's supposed to be doing what, where, when, and how, but they haven't been healthy enough to say, how many games has Westbrook, LeBron, and Anthony Davis played together this season? Five? How many? Like, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, I, but I think I think that goes. Go ahead, go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, Trevor. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish up okay. on that, and then I'm I'm gonna go from there. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they haven't had enough games together when Westbrook's style is so different, and you really have to kind of do the Rubik's cube to fix all that all that stuff together. They haven't had enough games together to get any type of chemistry. So I, I still want to wait wait it out and see. But I mean, if you if you want to give up Bradley Bill, I'm all for that. Just but look, I'm just out there. no, nah, I'd hate to see him go to the Lakers. To be honest with you, because I'm I'm not this LeBron guy like you. I I don't I don't want to give him no no more help. He's he got God, so why he need all this help? You know what I'm saying? So well, the, the, the irony the irony and everything my man Trip just said was. They ain't had time to gel, man. You got to give him a little time. But if you want to give us Bradley Bill, though, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I had a little time. <laughs> <laughs> I, keep really match up, I keep some real. I keep some real. It was just a bad marriage from the beginning, the whole right. LeBron. And that – what aggressive style point guard has LeBron ever well, had success He ain't never had him. I want to say something. Or even played with. Before I answer that, too, I want to say this. In terms of the injuries – you're right, and Will's right as well, because every team had to deal with injuries. And that was one of the reasons why, myself included, a lot of people didn't like the, the makeup of this team because it was too old, okay. to be realistic. Like, Braun, Braun has been dealing with injuries since he got to L.A. Now, Braun is the very rare superstar that battles through them and gets back to his, his same level of playing. But Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis can't make it through two months without getting injured. You know what I'm saying? And then when you add on the the major pieces you added on, Russ was hurt last year in in Washington. You know what I'm saying? Melo's older. Dwight Howard's older. You added all these other guys that they these guys physically were not going to make it through a full season anyway. So you were kind of playing with fire, hoping that it all worked because on paper, the names look great together. But we knew a trip. You and I spoke about it. I said the the key for me with this team was going to be one, they got to stay healthy, but two, are they even going to be able to get the shooting around them to make it work? Because there's not enough floor spacing to even make it work now. Mm-hmm. Now Kendrick Perkins is coming out. We'll post it in the group chat where Perk is saying, oh, Russ should go to the bench. My immediate reaction was like, go to the bench and do what? Yeah. He going to come off the bench. Who, who he kicking out to? When he get into the lane, who he kicking out to? Because they still don't got no floor spaces. Yeah. They got, they got a lot of work they got to do. So what happened, though? What happened with, what happened with, with the championship GM this year? What GM wins the championship you every year? Because of the injuries? No, I'm saying, what GM I'm wins saying, the championship saying, every, every year, though? You're right, but you keep putting all these names together. Like, everybody everybody on this team, rookie photo, was in baggy-ass jeans and button-downs. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody on jeans and their rookie photo? Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. did. They had on the baggy-ass Michael Jordan-style jeans that he still wear today. And the uh and the button down, you know, the opened up button down with you know what I'm saying when when everybody was trying to dress up because Jay Z's here too. Everybody on this team, rookie rookie photo shoots, was wearing that stuff. And we surprised that they not doing nothing right now, man. I, I say this, man. I think my 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 biggest critique with with Braun at LA was he was too quick to want to get ahead and get that third superstar. 
they could have built this the right way. They had a lot of young talent when he first got there, and he was too quick to try to get rid of guys with the hopes of, we're going to build a big three. And now you look at some of them young guys that they just got rid of a few years ago, the way Lonzo developed, the way Brandon Ingram's developed, the way Kuzma's developed. You know, even Caruso, who I wasn't a big fan of, you see the way Caruso's playing ball. If Braun would have just been a little more patient, I'm not knocking him because they won that, that championship his second year there. But if he had just went there with the mindset of like, yo, let's find a way to get the other superstar without mortgaging the future, they could have been in a very special position. They could have been in a position that the Warriors are in right now where the Warriors still got their core guys, but still somehow found a way to get these other young guys to extend their window. Instead, the Lakers are in a situation where it's like, we know this is going to end bad. Like, and, and Will is on record. Again, I will, I got to give you a credit. You were the only person I heard say, you said Russ is not going to make it through the whole season playing with Braun. I don't know if Russ is going to survive the trade deadline with the Lakers. I think they're going to get him out of there because it's, it's already turning ugly. The fact that Frank Vogel is benching him in the fourth quarter and then Russ came out and he's, he's throwing subliminals where he's saying, I've done everything the team has asked me to do, but the only problem is they keep changing up what they want me to do. So now you can already see the friction. Frank Vogel might be the first shooter fall. I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Westbrook gets traded at the deadline. I'm surprised Frank Vogel got that job, to be honest with you. I can't believe LeBron hired him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was his options? He didn't, his, he didn't have too many options. That's, that's well, why. I mean, yeah, you, you, you probably. But well, I'm just surprised he didn't get somebody in there. They didn't want to pay Ty Lu the money that Ty Lu felt he was worth. So he wasn't, you know, he was he was out of there, and then Jason Kidd, you know, that, you know, he had his controversy, so they wasn't really trying to give him the head coaching job right away. So they've I, got an assistant right now. Who's on there? Who's on the staff right now? Because there's somebody on the staff. I remember when I heard that he was on the staff. I was they like, got oh, he they got, I know they got Fizdale on the staff. Fizdale, okay. That's yeah. why I I like to see him get another head coaching job. To be honest with you, what do you think about him in New, in New York? He was a, he was a Knicks coach for a minute, wasn't he? It was a bad situation, yeah, exactly. it, and it wasn't his fault. Yeah, yeah, it it wasn't Fizdale's fault. It was it was a bad situation because uh, they were pitching that whole idea of we're gonna go get KD and Kyrie. They traded Przingis. They they made all these moves. Um, that was Steve Mills and them guys, and and he he kind of became a lame duck coach very quickly, but it wasn't his fault. Yeah, and I think so. My my, my issue with Frank Vogel, and I, I like Frank Vogel, but if Frank Vogel is a defensive minded coach, and the defense has been horrible this season, you know, whereas in the, in the past, you know, the Lakers have been a top defensive team. But you know this year they the defense has been horrible this season. So then it's like, all right, maybe it is time for a change, uh, you know, from Frank Frank Vogel, especially with you know with with the guys that you're kind of stuck with at this point. He just might not be the guy that can get those guys over the hump. So maybe it is time for a change. But to 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 rewind just a little bit when you talk about um, development and the guys that's on the roster now and. When you when you construct that kind of roster, it ain't time for all this. Well, let's let's see how we play together for the. It's it's like you got to do it now. It ain't you don't have the luxury of. Well, let's take the whole season to get healthy and then see what happens in the playoffs or whatever. These because these young boys out here is running and gunning and coming for y'all. So it's like, in well, order to put that roster together, you gotta you gotta turn off the injuries on two K. 
You know what I'm saying? They forgot to turn the injuries off, man. That's that's the whole thing. Though, if they turn off the injuries and put on arcane mode, they'd have been lovely. This and, and training away all that talent, it's like, what do you like? Like you say, it's, it's, I can't really blame Vogel because if we're gonna blame, you know, injuries and everything else, then Vogel has to get that pass. Yeah, because everybody's, everybody's dealing dealing with with injuries. Yeah. And then when you like to just hop back one more time when you're talking about like the Caruso's and the Kuzmas and guys like that, that and the Ingrams that have developed into better basketball players once they've left. The thing is, does you you're not allowed now, Trip, you might you might take offense to this, <laughs> but you're not allowed to develop playing with LeBron. You're not allowed to do that. There's no there's no let's bring you along. And and try to work on your game because the system is the system is him. Yeah. So it's you got to do what works for my system where I where you know where I flourish and I'm the star and you you do you play your role in my system and that's when like look at Kuzma before LeBron got there he he had he showed a lot of promise as a rookie. LeBron get there they like they thought he was a bum. When that Westbrook trade happened and we got Kuzma back, I was fine with that because I said that dude could hoop. I Eric would tell you, I said mm-hmm. both. Look, I was just you know talking a little trash or whatever. I said both prediction. This dude is gonna be an All Star reserve, and that's not gonna happen. About to say, but he's had a nice season happen. where he where you see him playing some good ball. He, you know, he, he might he might be the most consistent player on the Wiz. He might be. He might he might, be. and I always want him on the floor in key situations, and that's something. We weren't able to say about Kyle Kuzma in LA uh, last year. You well, know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I don't. I'm, I don't like when, I, when you say that. Like I, I, I get it. LeBron has always made the players around him better, but as LeBron's gotten older, it has become, you know, you got to be ready to go right now. Ain't no, ain't no developmental stages. It's we're playing for championships right now. So ship up or get shipped out. Yeah. No, and, and and that's a fair point, and I understand it because Braun pretty much for for twelve years now, to his credit, has been playing for championships, right? From the time he went to Miami up until today, he's playing for championships. I just think there was an opportunity missed. That first year in LA when he got hurt, before he got hurt, I believe they were like the sixth seed in the West. Yeah. So it was just him and a bunch of young boys. You know, him and a bunch of young boys. They were starting to make some noise. And I think that would have been a perfect opportunity to be like, wait a minute, we might have a little something here. Like, let's not rush this thing just to go ahead and get a superstar. Now, no disrespect to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a star. Mm-hmm. But Anthony Davis can't stay on the court. Yeah, you know so what I'm saying? And so now, instead of us having a, a, a team that could carry Braun, Braun got to carry them. You look, at, you look at what the Warriors have done. You know, the Warriors took a step back for two years and they brought another talent around Steph. Now Steph is back to playing at an MVP level, but Steph don't got to carry that team because they got young guns, they got legs now that can help Steph. It isn't. It doesn't have to be Steph every night. We look at the Lakers, it has to be Braun every night. And at this age, Braun ain't on that level no more. No disrespect, Braun is still top three probably in the league. Yeah. But realistically, the wear, and tear they, the wear and tear they put on Braun, and even going into last year's playoff trip, you and I spoke about it. The wear and tear that was being put on Braun going into the playoffs, you, we already knew he's not going to be able to last four rounds at this age yeah. when you want him to play 38 minutes a night and he got to get us 
28. He got to get us eight. He got to get a seven. We, we, we need it. If not, we lose in this game. He can't do that anymore. And I think the Lakers have blown that opportunity. And now the real question is, where do they go from here? Realistically, because this is who AD is. No matter how he feels about what Barkley says about him or anybody else, this is who AD is. We got the track record already on. Yeah. They can't really get rid of the rush contract. They're going to be stuck with this roster at least for another season. Unless Will talks to the GM and a trade for Bradley Bill, like I've been saying <laughs> from the really, beginning. All right, so what you go? All right, listen, listen. What you sending back? No, just, I'm, just, I can put in a call for you. Just, what, what you want to send back? No, straight up, straight up trade. You gotta take Westbrook and, and we'll take Bradley Bill. He got, he got, he got Tommy Shepard on speed dial. He got Tommy Shepard on speed dial. He get him on the phone right now. Russ, Russ burned his bridges in, in Washington. Russ, uh, he did good. He did good in the second half of the season. He was talking big shit about us when he left, so he could, so you know what I'm saying. Number one, he ain't coming back, and uh, I think it's hilarious. Right, what, 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 we'll give you Kendrick else. Kendrick Nunn and um and DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Kendrick oh Nunn. wow! Oh, oh who doesn't want those guys? Jeez. Listen, one, one one more topic. One more topic. I'd rather have the flying nun and a pair of Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, one more topic we're going to wrap up. Uh, shout out to everybody in For the Love of the Game group chat who's been tuning in. Uh, we see all the thumbs up. We appreciate it, man. James Roundtree sent some comments in. He liked some of the content we had out there. He agreed with us, especially on our, on our critique of uh, the, the Bucks-Rams game. So shout out to him on that. Last topic, though, fellas. Uh, Kyrie Irving and the Nets. All three of us have been critical of this situation. And to be fair, all three of us like Kyrie. We just don't understand what, how this all is supposed to play out. He has come out now and officially said, I'm not getting a vaccine. KD's injury is not changing my mind on this thing. Will and Tripp, I give both of y'all credit on this because I, I, I recorded with both of you guys in the same week, and y'all both said the same thing. Could the Nets position themselves to not have home court advantage just so that you could not have to worry about Kyrie missing four games of the series? But ultimately, how does this play out now moving forward? Because Kyrie ain't getting vaccinated. KD's hurt. The big three has only played about 18 games together. Could this team actually win a championship this way? I mean, they're going to need Kevin Durant. He, like, he got to come back. I mean, he's supposed to be out for a month and a half. Maybe yeah, I was going to say. No, I mean, real time, we expect them to have KD back. They but still, I'm just saying with the Kyrie in and out the lineup situation – um, you know, with with the with the just the, the constant stress that's gonna be put on Steve Nash to make this work. Trip, yeah, it started off. How does this all play out, man? Because it is it's an ongoing soap opera with, with the Brooklyn Nets at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I don't really worry about regular season with them. As long as Kevin Durant is healthy going into the playoffs, they're still a, a top contender to win the championship, you know, and that's Think about it. They were they were in first place um, up until maybe it was like I'm thinking about a week and a half, two weeks ago. They they were in first place for the longest without Kyrie Irving playing with just KD and, and and James Harden. So they don't need all three of these guys to to get into the playoffs during the regular season. You know, most teams have have one superstar. You know what I'm saying? If you're lucky, you got a two superstar team. But when we talk about the the Nets having three superstars during the regular season. As long as as long as they got a rotation of of, of those guys going in, they're gonna be they're gonna be good. You know, they're still winning basketball games, but come playoff time, 
I think they I think they can still win. They can still win this thing. As long as those guys are healthy, they got just as good a shot as anybody um to to, to win the championship. Uh, you know, I, no disrespect to the Bucks because I you know, the Bucks did what they were supposed to do last year. But, you know, I think a, a fully healthy Nets team is gonna be hard for anybody to to beat. You know, Joel Embiid is playing really good. Shout out to him. He put up a little fifty piece the other day. But I'll still take a healthy Nets team over Philly, over Atlanta, over the Bucks. You know what I mean? Like over pretty much everybody, everybody in the East. The only problem would be is, you know, for them that would, would really kind of throw things off is if you know, let's just say they wound up playing Golden State in the NBA Finals because then you'd have a situation where you might not even see Kyrie the whole series. But outside of of that. I think they they still can win the championship. Agreed. They are like, and I think you can look no further than last season. You know what I'm saying? If Kyrie wear the right size shoe, the Nets are in the finals, in my opinion, <laughs> and then that's when the championship. That's just that's just how I feel. The big I feel toe, like, the big, big toe is on the line. <laughs> yeah, and, and remember, he he wears his shoes. He wears his shoes a size and a half big. Yeah. So oh, if he the shoe, mm-hmm. then they in the damn finals, and they probably would have been uh, hoisting that Larry O'Brien last year yeah. with all the with all the injuries and whatnot that they had. When pretty much KD by himself out there, you know what I'm saying. So now, as long as KD, like you said, as long as KD out there, who the best player on earth to me, mm-hmm. then 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 I'm not I'm not betting against them. I thought mm-hmm. they were going to win it last year, you know what I'm saying, but. That damn foot on the left. Man, damn that game. That was a hell of a game, too. Remember yeah. that then they almost won it in overtime. Yeah. That was that was crazy. I mean, I I I I agree with you guys from the standpoint of talent alone, they're gonna be the favorite. But you guys really think going into the playoffs with Kyrie only able to play road games, like are they gonna go undefeated on the road? Are they never going to lose? You know what I'm saying with Kyrie? Oh, oh, sorry. Are they going to go undefeated at home where it's not going to matter that Kyrie's not going to be there? Like, that's the part that I'm trying to figure out for them because I, I just don't think it's as simple as, well, when we have our guys together, we're just going to win. Well, that's the thing, right? So, it's let all right, first round I, don't matter because whoever they play in the first round, they're going to smoke their boots. So, you cancel that, right? Let's say they wind up, who they going to play in the second round? Maybe they play Atlanta. Maybe they play, you know, Philly or whatever in, in the second round. Maybe they play Miami. I'm still, I'm still taking Kevin Durant and James Harden over every other team that they're gonna have to play. The only team, honestly, where I'm like, all right, you might need all three of these guys playing is the Bucks. You know, and 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 even still, you know, going into that in, into that series, remember. Shout out to James Harden, you know, because this was actually the first time he actually, you know, came to play ball. But he was half half injured, you know, during that series as well. So we're not even talking about having both Kevin Durant and James Harden. Let's just say 90% because we're talking about the players right now. Everybody's banged up. But let's say at 90%, James Harden came back and was trying to play and was maybe at 60 70% of what he was. So we're not, we're not even talking about a, a fully healthy James Harden either. So who knows a fully healthy, <coughs> excuse me, James Harden and Kevin Durant last year, you know, going up against that that Milwaukee Bucks team, maybe we, we we might even still be having a different different discussion because we're not talking about a Bucks team now that that knows how to win and has gotten over that hump. We're talking about a Bucks team that 
have been disappointing us the past couple of years. Remember, we and during the bubble season, they should have got swept out of there by Miami. You know what I mean? But you know the little adrenaline from from Giannis getting injured, and I think they they wound up. You know the Bucks wound up stealing the game, but they were disappointing. So if you're talking about a healthy James Harden. A healthy Kevin Durant, both MVPs with you know with the rest of the the roster, even without Kyrie, I would have still taken the Nets to win that series last season. So I think they they they're still good this season. Yep. Well, we'll leave it at that, fellas. I appreciate y'all, man. Shout out to the group chat for for tuning in. Facts. Um, we're gonna put the episode up too, though, man. We're gonna put it up, man. Cause Will Will is becoming an international star. He be letting me know. He said, "Yo, my people, they need to hear the podcast, man. Put it up." So yeah, they be like, "Yo, y'all ain't do no show this week. What happened?" Oh, my bad, my bad. We go, we go, we go. Put that thing out there for everybody, man. Uh, before we wrap up, Will, I'll start with you. Any final thoughts, man? Man, I just want to see some good football this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like you said, we all pick. This, it never works out like this. Like you, like for real. Yeah. Like you watch these, like all oh, NFL Network, whatever, Fox pregame, whatever. It never. When everybody picked the same, go the same way. It always seemed like it go oppo. But I, it, it ain't no way all fours going that way. But I'm telling like Trip you, said, put put some put put some shackles on it this weekend, and we might have. You know what I'm saying? No, but you got to think about it. Might the three of us haven't, haven't gotten together, though, and, and, and picked like that. So now, since the three of us did it, I'm telling you, put you know how Cam say, you bump shoulders with me, you better go play Lotto? The fact that the three of us said that this week, y'all better put some money on that and, and go with the, and go with that. Y'all going to win some money. For sure. There we go. Trip. any final thoughts? Win some money. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey, for everybody that tuned in, we appreciate it. Enjoy the games this week, and we're gonna do it again real soon, man. Again, the Sanchez Show, real fans, real talk, the opinionated ones. We out of here. Peace. This is your African King of Come, Michael Blackson. You watching real fans, real talk? Get real with it, my son. Real fans, real talk, we as real as you thought. Real 